0: The name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the one God. Amen. The Gospel of today is one of the very important chapters in the Scripture because it records to us the confession of Saint mm-hmm. Peter and all the disciples with him that Jesus is the Messiah, is the Son of God. So the Lord before approaching Jerusalem to be crucified He wants to make sure that the disciples know who He is That's why He asked them What do men say that I the Son of Man am? So they told him some people say John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, one of the prophets Then He asked them But what do you say that I am? You have been with me for three years who do you say that I am? And Peter answered and told him, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. By the way, Christ is just a title. Christ is a title. Christ means the chrismated one, the anointed one, al mamsuh al Messiah, the Messiah. His name is Jesus. That is the name was given to St. Mary by Archangel Gabriel. So Jesus is his name by birth, but Christ is the title, he is the chrismated one. And we may ask when Jesus was chrismated, was anointed, when he was baptized, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him as a dove. During the baptism, he was anointed, he was chrismated by the Holy Spirit to be our high priest, to be our king, and to be our prophet our prophet, and our high priest, and our king. Then the Lord told him a very important statement. When he told him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. So the knowledge of God is revelation. revelation. It doesn't come just by studying or reading. God revealed to us, Why it is revelation and not come by studying? Because our mind is limited. Our mind cannot comprehend who God is. So it is a revelation to enlighten my mind and my heart. That's why the Lord said to Peter, flesh and blood, which mean human being, have not revealed this to you. You did not know this from human being." but it's revelation from God that's why many people who try to do theology according to their mind at the end they fall in heresy like Arius as you heard in the synaxelium of today he started to understand God by his mind and he said what does it mean that God becomes a man and we say that Jesus is God so he started to say no Jesus is not God and he denied the divinity of the Lord Jesus Christ theology is the knowledge of God Theo means God theology means science so the knowledge of God comes through revelation that's why many simple people humble people but godly and they fear God they know actually who God is and when you ask them about theological question they answer it true in a very simple way and many people who want to study theology as I said they fall in heresies because they don't take it to God in prayer they rely on their comprehension and our mind is limited one of the attributes of God will say incomprehensible which means you cannot comprehend God with your mind. It is revelation. So that's the first thing I want you to know, that the knowledge of God comes through revelation, through your prayer, through your personal relationship with God. Then God will reveal to you who he is. Then the Lord told him, I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Some churches say the church is built on Peter. Definitely the church cannot be built on Peter. In Psalm 118, there is a prophecy about the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the foundation stone or the corner stone that was rejected by the builder. But this stone will be the corner stone of the church. And the Lord Jesus Christ, after he spoke in the parable of the wicked vine dressers, he asked, Did not you read in the scripture the stone that was rejected by the builders became the chief corner stone? And he was referring to himself. So this stone, the corner stone, is Jesus Himself. St. Paul said, you are built on the foundation, mean on the teaching of the prophets and the apostles, and Jesus Christ himself is the cornerstone. Then what does it mean, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church? If you read in the Greek or in the Coptic, there are two words here. For example, in the Coptic in front of us, and they, I also to go say to you. you are be or are Petros, Petros. And then he said, I quote, "In Ta I will build my church. He Petra." So he used two different words, Petra and Petros. Petros is a small stone. That's Petros. But Petra is a huge rock. So the Lord did not say, I will build my church on Petrus, but on Petra, a huge rock. Petra is the faith that Peter mentioned. Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. So this faith, the divinity of Christ is the foundation on which the church is built. Why? Because if Jesus is not God, then the salvation is nothing, his death on the cross is nothing, we are not saved, we are still in our sins, under the sentence of death. Because how can one person save the whole world? But if Jesus is indeed God, then his death on the cross and his resurrection can save the whole world. Petra means a huge rock, the rock of faith that Peter announced. But Petrus is a small stone. Those who study the skull of a human being in the anatomy, there is a small bone inside the skull. It's called Petrus bone. Because this small bone is a very small bone. is the strongest bone in the whole body. That's why they call it Petrus Bond. So the Lord built the church on the faith of the divinity of Christ. Then he promised us that the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. What does this mean? This means that the Satan will attack the church and will keep attacking the church. But Hades will not prevail against the church. So God did not say, the gates of Hades will never approach the church He did not say this, but He said, the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it which means, yes, they will attack you they will persecute you, they will torture you, they will kill you but the gates of Hades shall not prevail against you and as you heard also in the Senexerium of today from the onset of Christianity the emperors were actually persecuting Christians when we say that St. Peter the seal of the martyrs is the end of the era of martyrdom this doesn't mean that no persecution happened after this but the open persecution ended at this day then actually different type of persecution happened to the church and until now, Christians are persecuted even here in America the persecution is a moral persecution if you stand against homosexuality or transgenderism or abortion or divorce all these corrupt principles that the world is adopting right now if you stand against it you will be discriminated against they will persecute you I know some people lost their jobs because they stood against homosexuality and transgenderism this is a kind of persecution but we know that the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it God promised us that's why we should not be shaken should be strong in our faith We should not be afraid or scared when the people threaten us, when the people persecute us. We should be strong. We know that our God is greater than any any other person. He is the King of kings and He is the Lord of lords. Then the Lord actually established the mystery or the sacrament of the priesthood. When He said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be lost in heaven. And the question here whether St. Peter is the only one who received the keys of the kingdom or everyone else, of the apostles. This chapter of today from Matthew chapter 16. But if we turn the Bible to Matthew chapter 18, so when the Lord actually said, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone If he hears you, you have gained your brother And if he will not hear, take with you one or two more That by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church What the church means here? church in the scripture has three meanings either the building, we call it a church like the temple or the assembly of the believers we are the church, the assembly of the believers so when the Lord said I will build my church means the believers will be built on this faith. or the church can mean the priesthood, the clergy as it's written in Matthew 18 verse 17 tell it to the church but if he refuses even to hear to the church, to the priesthood, let him be to you like a heathen or a tax collector. Assuredly, I say to you, and in the Coptic, in English, the word you can be singular and plural. But in Coptic and Arabic, it is plural. Al-Haqq aqul lakum. And in, in Coptic, I mean to go emos noten. Noten is plural here the lord was speaking to the 12 disciples not only to peter whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you lose on earth will be lost in heaven so this authority to bind and to lose is given to the apostles but the lord after his resurrection he gave them another authority we read it in john chapter 20 when he appeared to the disciples in the inner room on the day of his resurrection. He told them in in John chapter 20, verse 22, And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. And again he said to them, to all the apostles, what is the difference between binding and losing and between forgiving the sins and retaining the sins binding and losing it has to do like to give permission or to give absolution for example if somebody is very sick and he cannot fast so Abuna can give him absolution not to fast Abuna can never give absolution to somebody to do a sin He cannot say, you are absolved to steal you are absolved to curse never ever but we can give absolution if a person cannot fast if a person cannot, for example pray all the hours of the akbeya so the absolution here to bind and to lose that's what we call the economy the economy when the church give certain permission to a certain person for certain circumstances through the authority that God gave to the disciples. like when the Apostles in the beginning of Christianity they met together and they decided that the Gentiles should not be circumcised they used their authority to give this permission but forgiveness of sins it has to do with repentance the sins has to be forgiven on earth to be forgiven in heaven as the Lord said if you forgive sins here they are forgiven if you retain sins they are retained that's why in confession I go and confess my sins and if I am repentant then through the authority of the Holy Spirit Abuna can forgive my sins but if I am not repentant, then my sins will be retained if I insist for example, that no, I'm going to continue in this wrong relationship no, I'm going to continue in not being honest like if a person has business and not honest Abuna cannot actually tell him, yes your sins are forgiven the forgiveness of sins is based on repentance that's why I want to differentiate between the authority to bind and to lose and the authority to forgive sins on the earth. So this authority was given to all the disciples, not only to Peter, either the authority to bind and to lose or the authority to forgive sins on the earth. Why the church actually chose this chapter today? Because today you are celebrating two patriarchs, Clement of Rome and Peter, the seal of the martyrs. Since the church is celebrating two two patriarchs today, so the church chose either when we celebrate a, a patriarch, either the chapter of the Good Shepherd or this chapter about priesthood, the authority of the priesthood. So today the church chose this chapter about the priesthood. That's why even the psalm of today the Lord has sworn and will not relent You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. The Lord is at your right hand therefore he shall lift up the head. Even the reading for example the Pauline letter of today was about the priesthood from Hebrew Seeing then that we have a great high priest Jesus Christ has passed through the heaven. Jesus, Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. Priesthood means what? The word the priest, presbyter, means intercessor. He's interceding on our behalf. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ is the great high priest, and he is interceding on our behalf by his blood in the heaven of heavens. He entered into the holy of the holies, he entered through the heaven, to intercede by, uh, by His blood on our behalf. So when we partake of His blood and wash our sins in His blood, then in front of God the Father, we are righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ that sanctifies us and cleanses us from all our sins. The church today is telling us that God established this sacrament of priesthood for our sake. He himself is the great high priest interceding on our behalf and he appointed a steward to him, the clergy so we can go to them to receive either absolution, binding and losing or forgiveness of our sins and they are our intercessors they pray for us do you remember when Samuel he said, far be it for me to sin against God and stop praying for you so a priest who stopped praying for his people, he is sinning against God. The priest who stopped praying for his people, he is sinning against God, as Samuel the prophet said. We thank the God for this mystery, for this sacrament that he established for our salvation, the sacrament of the priesthood. Through this sacrament, we are forgiven, participate in the sacraments of the church, participate in the liturgical life of the church, And also have intercessors who pray for us all the time before the throne of God, that God have mercy on us, grant us his grace and help us in our life. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.